0: Welcome to the Clothed with the Sun podcast, in which we'll be reading our daily reading of the gospel and a brief meditation. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, March eighteenth, twenty twenty-three. It is the Saturday of the third week of Lent. Our gospel today, our reading, is from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable. To those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Okay, well, this is a reading we have heard many times, and usually the focus of this reading is on the tax collector. Well, the tax collector, it's really an amazing thing, and of course this harkens back to Matthew. At this point, Matthew was one of the disciples, but Matthew went through a similar thing. There's the scene where Jesus goes and he calls Matthew, Matthew, of course, I mean, I liken tax collectors of that day to our modern-day drug dealers. They take advantage of the weak, especially people that become addicted. They take advantage of the poor. They might have nice things. I mean, in this day and age, they drive fancy cars, they own nice things. Maybe they have a nice house or apartment with a lot of amenities. But the reality is they're not respected, and who knows if they even respect themselves. They probably don't. So that's how it was with tax collectors, and yet Jesus is saying this thing that sounds absurd to those that are established among the Jewish community, that the tax collector's prayer would be heard first. This is an amazing thing. It shows a few different things. It shows the mercy of Almighty God. God is rich in mercy. God loves us. He came to rescue us. He came to save us. And even if we wait to the last second, which hopefully we do not, we always want to be growing in our faith as we go through our lives. But even if at the last minute, the last second, we call out, Dear Lord, have mercy on me, we know that his mercy would be there for us. God is always willing to forgive us. Like I say, hopefully we don't wait to the last second, and hopefully we're forming our hearts as we go through our lives. We're becoming sanctified. But God is rich in mercy. This is why he died on the cross for us. And I wasn't really going to have a meditation on mercy today, but it is a great thing to meditate about. And when you think about the call of Matthew, Jesus says, I did not come to call the healthy. I've come to call the sick. The sick are the ones who need the doctor, not the healthy. And this is what he says in the context of converting Matthew calling Matthew. Matthew's conversion, I mean, there are aspects of it which might have been sudden and quick and unique, but I'm sure he took his time. I'm sure it was. it takes time, just like it takes time to steer a large ship that's going one direction in the ocean, to steer it around, to turn it the other way. It takes some time to turn that ship around. We're all human beings. Of course, God can do whatever he wants. We believe in the miraculous, but very often God cooperates with nature. So it takes time to steer that ship around. It takes time for a person, even when we desire conversion, even when we desire to be close to the Lord, it still takes time to turn around. It also is a lesson in humility. This tax collector, although he had taken advantage of the people, although he was a notorious sinner, he is getting down on his knees. Well, as he stood off at a distance, but he would not even raise his eyes to heaven. So, there is this image of a person who is downcast, beating his breast. Be merciful to me, God, I am a sinner. So, God likes us to be humble. God likes us to be little. God likes us to realize we rely on him. And God likes to see conversion. This is something. I need conversion. You need conversion. We all still need conversion. Even if we've been doing great, even if we've been close to the Lord... We still need to turn around. We still need... I mean, as long as we're breathing, as long as we're still in this world, we still have so much work to do, and that's why we're still here. The Lord has a place for us in heaven, and if we were ready for it, we'd be we would be, we'd be there already. We're not there yet, because we have our work to do. So like I said, we usually focus on the mercy with the tax collector, but I'd like to focus a little bit on the Pharisee here, because there's a part of me, as I read this, I... Have trouble sometimes wondering what's wrong with it. I mean, we know Jesus gets very upset with the Pharisees. I'd like to talk about that a little bit and why. We know that word, Pharisee, in this day and age, it's a bad word. Very often they say our leaders are Pharisaical. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not, but people love to use that expression. So, why is the prayer of the Pharisee bad? I mean, he prays to God. He takes up his position, which means he regularly goes to pray. That's a good thing. He says, God, I thank you that I am not greedy and dishonest and adulterous. I mean, we want to encourage people. If somebody says to me, uh, you know, I don't need confession. I mean, of course, you know, you try to convince somebody we all need confession. But when somebody says, oh, I haven't killed anybody, well, good. All right, I want to affirm you for that. We, If you had killed somebody, all right, we'd, we'd have a lot more work to do here. But I, he says, I am not greedy, I am nishon- not dishonest, I am not adulterous. Now, is all that true? Maybe, maybe not. But if somebody truly has turned away from greed and dishonesty and sins of impurity, good for them. He says then, I fast twice a week. Well, good. That's a good thing we're supposed to do that. And I'll tell you, I struggle to get there. I, I can't be... I wouldn't be honest if I said I do that all the time I pay tithes on my whole income well that's something else we're supposed to be doing so that's a good thing isn't it but the reality is Jesus is not happy with the prayer of the Pharisee he says the former was not justified meaning the Pharisee anyone who humbles himself will be exalted the one who exalts himself will be humbled so what is the problem with the prayer of the Pharisee well I always wonder about that little spot where he has him say, uh, well well Jesus, as he's telling the parable, says, the Pharisee spoke this prayer to himself. I mean, we say we speak to ourselves when we're just praying to God in silence, but I wonder I always wonder in reading this gospel reading, is there something about that little statement there? He says the prayer to himself. We're not supposed to pray to ourselves. We're supposed to pray to God. Sometimes people think they are God. They think they are the center of humanity. So we're supposed to go outward. So I I bet you there's some meaning to that. But also there's a reason Jesus gets mad at the Pharisees. Jesus doesn't get mad at the tax collectors, the prostitutes, and so many other types of sinners. Those that are possessed, perhaps because it was their own fault. Jesus doesn't flip out at them, but he flips out at the Pharisees. Why does he do this? Well... There's a lot of reasons. They're supposed to represent God. They're supposed to represent his Abba. St. Joseph was a beautiful representation of the Abba, of God the Father Almighty. When Jesus says Abba and tells us to pray the Our Father, he's on a human level thinking of his Abba, St. Joseph. So St. Joseph, we're told, was a just man. He was humble, he was hard-working, he was sacrificial. These men are the religious leaders, and Jesus feels the other way about them. They don't represent Abba very well. They don't represent the Father. Instead, they lured their authority over others, Jesus tells us in other places. They bind heavy burdens. They lay heavy loads on people's backs, and they don't lift a finger to help them lift them. So this brings it more into perspective that these people are guilty of what we call spiritual pride. Pride, we are told, is in some ways the root of all evil. It is the original sin. It's the sin of Adam and Eve. It's the sin of Lucifer. This is, however, and I just like to make this distinction. I don't know if I'm 100% correct theologically in saying this. I bet yeah, I am, though. There's pride. I mean, there's some good pride that we have. We're supposed to take pride in ourselves in a healthy way and feel good about ourselves and take dignity in ourselves, the way we dress, the way we act, the way we represent maybe our families or a company that we work for, etc. Uh, There's the sin of pride, putting ourselves above others, thinking that we're better than others, putting others down. There's a lot of little sins if we read the catechism that fall under the, the vice of pride. But then there's what I would like to call spiritual pride, and spiritual pride is something that many people are guilty of in the church, in religion, in different religions, but I think this is what the Pharisees were guilty of, and this is the thing that most offends our Lord. It basically says, look how close I am to God, look how great I am, look how much better I am than you, and this is a horrible sin. This was the sin of Lucifer. I am so close to God, I am the greatest in heaven, that therefore I will not serve. I don't have to go along with God's plan. Ooh, the second person of the Trinity is going to become one of those humans? We can't go along with that. I'm not going along with that. That's disgusting. That's awful. God should not humble himself, and I will not humble myself. So heaven forbid we think this way, but how often do we see this? How often do we see in our parishes hey, everybody, look at me. I'm in charge of this. I'm responsible for that. Father called me to do this special job in the parish. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm the head of, and then just name the organization. It's spiritual pride. Look at how close I am to God. I'm better than you. And then it has many ramifications. This is a problem. And this is something that very much offended our Lord. This is why he overturned The tables, which we'll see in a couple weeks as Jesus enters Jerusalem on Holy Week. The tables of those that were selling things in the temple. Jesus wants those closest to God to best represent God, and that means humility. The greatest example of which is his coming to earth, dying on the cross. The Father sacrificing his only son. But, Even without being in a position of leadership, Jesus is trying to teach us something, that we have access to true greatness, which means we have access to his grace, his love, his joy, his peace, the Holy Spirit, to the degree that we are humble, to the degree that we recognize that we are sick in need of a doctor. No matter how holy you think you have become, no matter how far you've made it in life, i say you because i know i haven't gotten that far i still have so much further to go but all of us really whenever we think we've made it that's when we're lost because as long as we're still breathing we are still sinners we are still sick in need of the doctor we are still poor in need of the wealth of almighty god the wealth that comes from the holy spirit that comes from the sacraments that comes from What God gives to us, all his many graces, all his gifts that he gives us from day to day to day, and we will receive them and recognize them, and therefore it leads us to so much joy and so many greater things to the degree that we are humble, asking for them, saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I can't do it without you. There's an expression. With God, we are everything. We have everything. We are actually divinized. By our participation in divine grace through the sacraments. But without God, we are nothing. We have nothing. We are lower than the dirt. We were made from dust, and unto dust we shall return. So, it's really an amazing thing. Humility is truth. And humility says, yeah, I'm nothing without God. With God, I i mean, he made us in his image and likeness. He made us for heaven. We're destined for amazing great things. We are royalty because our Father is the King of Heaven and Earth. So we need to recognize we always need the doctor, and this is why the tax collector's prayer is heard. This is the message Jesus is trying to teach us. It's funny, because like, does that mean we're not supposed to succeed? We're not supposed to be like, oh, thank God I've given up this sin, or thank God I'm getting better with the fasting, or getting better with the tithing? Sure, we should celebrate our little victories, and the Lord, like a good Father, he, he's, he loves us when we succeed. He wants us to succeed. It's just that so many of us have been trained to think that, yeah, you know, when I succeed or even when I look like I'm succeeding, that's when I'll get rewarded because that's how we've grown up in our society. We get rewarded. Sometimes we don't even succeed and we're still getting rewarded. But the reality is... God's grace comes to us when we say, Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. Lord, thank you. And we can thank him. We can say, hey, Lord, thank you that I've grown so much, but I still have so much further to go. It's balance very often is a key in the spiritual life. So as we complete this meditation on humility, as we complete this meditation on the need for us to recognize How lowly we are and how much we are in need of God's grace I would remember the words of Mary's Magnificat And that actually reflects back to the Old Testament There's a couple different places uh, In the book of Samuel, in the book of the prophet Isaiah Uh, In one spot it was a mother praying, uh, rejoicing Because she was with child In Mary's Magnificat it's, she repeats this line, and we see this even in a lot of other places in Scripture, even Jesus' love for children. Mary says, The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. She goes on to say that, you know, he has scattered the proud in their conceit, but he has lifted up the lowly. And she says a couple other things to that effect. There is this huge theme of those Raising themselves up, kind of like the Tower of Babel in the Old Testament, the Lord will tear down. And that's actually a mercy. Because we'd rather him tear us down in this life than in the next. But those who are humble, those who are little, God will raise up. He loves to raise up his children. It's just so very, very important. We always remember where we come from. A lot of these themes would be great in a meditation on our country as well that we have achieved greatness in our country we're not that much anymore but we've achieved greatness in our country because we were little at one point and we recognized how everything comes from god and how we need god to accomplish anything and so this is where we need to keep going we need to constantly go back to the source and say we would be nothing without you lord lord please bless our land please bless our families i'm reminded as well of saint therese and her little way And a lot of other saints have reflected this as well. St. Francis de Sales, St. Teresa of Calcutta. The fact that we St. Therese says we are not called necessarily to do great things by worldly means, but we are called to do all the little things with great love. And God sees what we do, even when the rest of the world does not see it. So hopefully we are reminded through this gospel reading and these meditations Of the importance of littleness We are God's children And he loves us And he wants to lavish his gifts upon us He wants to carry us He wants to cuddle us He wants to remind us of how much he loves us There are so many reminders in nature So many reminders in scripture And uh, in our prayers We need to just keep going back to this theme With him we have everything Without him we are nothing Hope everybody has a great day God bless you